guys. Awesome episode today. We talked going silent on dating apps, dealing with rejection, and comedy show etiquette. Check it out. Enjoy. Share with friends. Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freak, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it one more GD time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how this whole thing works. You listen to the show. You tell a friend. They tell a friend. You use the promo codes. I get my fe- my nuts feathered. That's how it goes around, and I'm very excited. Feather those nuts, baby, every goddamn day. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. That's right, Voice in the Sky. We're here at Feather Studios, a capacity audience. It's crazy. They come out every week. They're just here hanging, and they're jacked up today because we got an OKP. You, 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 us, 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 OKP, OKP. That's right. Lisa Traeger, thank you for coming back. Just alert. You're back. I've gotten a lot more noises since I've been here. A lot of noises. (laughs) This is the first time I'm on... This is the first time I'm on the pod since you're in a real relationship. Real relation. So this will be exciting for me. Yes. Stop, I can't. One more noise and I'm going to lose it. I'm going to Gary Goldman on this podcast. <laughs> not, uh, the name that shall not be said. <laughs> I also, you know, I'm always uh, kind of jealous. I'm like, I want to sell tickets. I want people to listen to me. I want cool uh, interest. And then sure. I hear you yell, rate, review, subscribe. And I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want any of it. You don't want to do any of it. Well, that is part of it. <laughs> Getting on an algorithm is 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 part of the game, I guess. I know. It's, and, and you're, it's admirable. But you're touring right now. You just came off a weekend. We were just talking yeah. about theaters. Yeah, opening for Tom Segura. Tom Segura, who I am a huge fan of. Oh, yeah, you are. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, he, like, you know what? I he, forgot that we've talked about that. But I became a fan of his in the way that he became a huge celebrity. Yeah. Because... Netflix just had him on there. I was like, okay, here's a special. I'll w-. Before they had a him million. Him and Ali Wong are yeah. the two that Netflix just catapulted. And sure. then everyone wanted, everyone thinks they're going to have what they had. It, and it's <laughs> like, because no, one of the people that got a half out, you know, there's been a few series. So yep. this doesn't narrow anything down. But they were talking about like, oh, yeah, I didn't really do my blah, 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 not like Tom and Ali. I'm like, well, maybe it just wasn't it wasn't that good enough well, and he was like okay well let's not say that and i was like oh yeah it's your special let's but- not blame what could be the thing that horrifies me every night of my life yeah yeah i i think with you know well with a lot of these things it's timing yes. you know the the timing of it all and that's it, all of life that's all of life yeah. so your thing that pops you off might be a different thing like you know the the idea that like i started this podcast f- five years ago like i that wasn't and to me, I was like, oh, I've started podcasts late. And then yeah. I see every day people are like, well, I'm start- 
day one of my podcast and i'm like oh my god what what timing do you have on this you know yeah i'm trying to start a podcast (laughs) well and it's late to the game well but even but i'm not a tech savvy girl i got smartphones late i got laptops i I get everything pretty late yeah but that this is this is the thing there's gonna be like you did netflix the degenerates i mean i loved my experience you know i'm happy to have done it that's a great thing and people come across it in their own way and that's why the netflix thing is great because at the time that I found Segura, I was like, oh, let's put this on. And it's an old special. Yeah. It wasn't even a new one. And I was like, oh, this is fucking great. He's so funny. And, and then you see that now he's like a huge monster touring act. Well, it's really inspiring. So I have four comedians. I was just thinking about this over this weekend that I met er- very early on in my career mm-hmm. that really influenced a lot of my work ethic and just way I go about things. Okay. It was Hannibal Burris, mm-hmm. Nikki Glaser, mm-hmm. Tom Segura, Dave Attell. Quite a list. Those four, I feel, I think about lessons that I've learned from them kind mm-hmm. of often. Well, I mean, you you were saying that you opened for Tom at a club. Well, yeah, it makes me chill because he was just so nice and he was like over a decade in and just like, this is where we are. We're in Peoria. And he didn't care well, what you, jokes to, I to did. To the audience, you opened for him in Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. And this was like, he's a headliner doing a it club. Was, it was like my first full weekend because I opened for Nikki. She, that was my official first, but it wasn't full half hour. This was like my first time being a real opener mm. at a club. But yeah, it was maybe 20, 30 people. And he was nice and cool. And every set was different. Yeah. And it just went with the flow. And I was like, okay, this is what comedy is. You know, sure. like, it doesn't matter where you are. And I think that's why I don't stress about where I am or what I'm up to. Because I'm like, I'm on the path. Yes. there's This is the journey. And I don't have to be ahead of anything. Well, and now you're opening from it. Sold out. Yeah, Wilbur shows. 1,200 seat, <laughs> 2,000 seat theaters. Yeah. And, and you're taking jets everywhere. Not everywhere. It was my first jet one time. Well. But even like Hannibal, I remember I was three months into comedy, not even, and I went to go see him at Zany's, like mm-hmm. paid to see him. And then I went to an open mic after, and he was at the open mic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what comedy is. This okay. is what you do. So yeah. you, uh, you have to just... You're going to Mike's even if you're selling tickets. Got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, and then so you just see these people and you remember what they're Well, now to. you see them having super success and you're like, oh, I saw the reason why was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, you saw them with all the ingredients and mm-hmm. they're cooking it up and now you're seeing the cake out on, you know, at a, you know, the fully made cake. Absolutely. And with Nikki too, on top of like working so hard for her, for her, what I learned, she didn't write set lists. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> what mm. do you mean? She goes, I know my chunks. I know my jokes. I'll figure it out. And I was like, yeah, mm. yeah cool. Well, and also seeing that like it's done. Everyone has their own way. Yes. But it you inspired know. me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't have to stress if you don't want to. But also with her, I learned we were in Kansas and the owners of that club are trash, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've so they were sexually there. harassing her. She, they were like, we know what hotel you're in. I'll see you later for a day. Like they were like Oof. fully harassing her. That's crazy. And she was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't guess. All right. And gave him nothing. And I was mm. like, okay, so this is going to happen. And you got to just this ignore is it. You can't that fight. Comes up. Yeah, like everyone, there's going to be scum lords and you just have to deal with it and move on. Yeah. I remember I met Tom Segura in the middle of the street in Montreal. I was in Montreal <laughs> and he, I walked and I like, we like walked into each other and like I, I'm a fan. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, hey, I'm a big fan. And he just goes, yeah. <laughs> and then I just walked a 
kept walking. Yeah. That was our interaction. So that makes me laugh. Yeah. So <laughs> also that- I want to thank all the J Train fans. You guys always come out to my show. There was someone at the Stress Factor a few weeks ago. The J There's Train. always a J Trainer you up in the audience. The Feather Nation is come strong. Out. They come out. They come out. They are fun. They, they sit are, in the front. They sit in the front. They're not generally the people you see at comedy clubs all the time. Like I, when I see them, I'm like, oh, that's a, like when I see the the J Train you up listeners, I'm like, oh, they they look fresh, they look clean. For me, I know someone's seen me on Netflix or knows who I am when it's like a smiling, excited young woman, mm-hmm. and that's it. So there's usually like eight excited women where I was like, you knew what you were coming to, yes, and then everyone else is just on a date. <laughs> they got free tickets. Just, uh, we saw <laughs> there was a show going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I mean, l- let's get to the show. We're very excited to have you. Are you. What do you got going on? At Glitter Cheese, if you don't know Lisa, she's been on a many a time before, an OKP yeah, of the podcast. I really love it. It's been a while, and I was actually thinking, are we in a fight? Because it's been Why? so long. Because You've I've just been away. Out. I have been really you busy. You have been busy. So busy is good. It is good. And also a lot of times, you know, I'm trying to tape ahead so that I, I can get ahead if I'm traveling or whatever. So you got to figure out You're also an time. hour 20 commute for me. It's a, it's a commute. And it's if, not easy. But if we were, if one of us was halfway somewhere, but I'm bumfuck in the middle of Brooklyn. Yeah, this and is And you're not, bumfuck on the top of Manhattan. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm the top hat of Manhattan. But as long as, no transfers. So that's That's good. a big deal. So let's do deal. the emails. You ready? I'm so ready. At I hope cheese. this intro, was it too boring? I feel like I no, had I no, think there's, no fuck I think stories, there was, no drug stories. Do you have any fuck stories? Have you fucked anyone no, recently? No, it's been over a year. I'm back over to where I started. Over a year. Yeah, it's like a fucking nightmare always. Are you? looking for men are you looking for women we don't you know i'm mostly looking for women but i'm open to men (laughs) you're open to the experience of a man again no i i'm open to anyone that wants to fuck and i want to like that it's a moment but over a year how do you feel about that it sucks like are you are you are you like is there a (laughs) is there a moment where you're like i want to like are you like let me just go to a bar and get fucked like do you ever think no, of that it's not really like my strong suit but i also i can't imagine you talking not- and to a strange i can't imagine fucking someone that i don't want to fuck because mm. that's what i've always told whenever you were on your dating you'd be like oh i feel like i fucked this girl i don't want to fuck and i'm like you don't have to fuck people yes you don't want to fuck i wish i could go fuck someone i don't want to fuck so that's you what can't i need do that not at this point in my life, and maybe it'll hit some weird mm. thing. But I'm not saying I need to date someone. Like if I see someone, I'm like, oh, we have a vibe. Yeah, of course. It's just I do think it is I annoying. I can't really fake it. I do. It is annoying to say, well, go to a bar, get fucked. Like that's not what I mean. More yeah. is like, you know, are I'm you? I'm on the apps. You're on. I'm the not apps. good at them. What which I'm apps not, are you on? I'm on Hinge, Raya, and Tinder. Okay, maybe too many. Maybe too many, but. The other two, I may, maybe I'll delete. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you want from me. No, I don't want But any. Tinder, I opened to both genders. Okay. How's that experience been? Well, it's so funny. With girls, it's like you're swiping for hours and there's nothing. And then I switched to both. And then within minutes, men matches everywhere. <laughs> it's just want to. Fu- they're just like swiping to fuck and that's yeah. it. So it's like better for self-esteem, I guess. Sure. But... Sam J was saying a funny thing, or a friend who's a lesbian in a relationship with a woman, how the reason hetero couples, like even if they fight, like husbands will just fuck their wives, even if they're mad or hate them. Yes. 
Um, but like because they're girls, they won't they can't fuck when they're mad. And so she's like, sometimes it takes weeks because one's mad then the other's mad. And you're like, I don't want to fuck you. But dudes are like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. This this penis is getting off whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, no, whether you for sure like it. But uh, makeup sex usually solves problems sometimes. Yeah. It gets it out of your system. Or, yeah. If you're just over it because you want to fuck and you'll just go apologize or whatever. Yeah, I, I do it have It just the, makes things easier. Like, I'll argue with Jess. We'll get in arguments, and then she'll be like, well, now we need... Like, well, it'll be over, and it'll be like, I, I can't wait to, like, put a punctuation on the end of this fight with a fuck. Yeah. You know, there's that moment. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this will end. It ain't over until we fucked. Yeah. Do you remember... Or remember, there's, like, an article in Glamour, the Jake... No. So there's one segment in Glamour where it's like a single man okay. gives advice. Sure. And you don't see his face. It's like a secret man. Named I, Jake. I, I'm familiar. Yeah. But then he found someone and it was okay. funny. He had to retire. You retired the Jake. And, and gave it to another guy. That's funny. Um, And I just feel that with you. Do I have to retire the J train? Is it- Not at all. But it is. Um, yeah, it it's is. It's interesting well, when they come to the shows. It's interesting. I'll ma- mention like I have a girlfriend now and there'll be this like weird clap of like we didn't think it could ever happen. And it's like, oh, OK, I was fine. They clap like you had like a bad illness. And yeah. This is your first time doing stand. Yeah, it's again. very weird. I mean, they've been watching you not date someone for years. Yeah. So well, it's a whole new it's a whole new show. Yeah. We have a refresh, a rebrand. You ready to answer these emails? I always am. J Train Podcast. But also, if anyone has, um, so my therapist for me, she we did tarot cards. Okay. <laughs> to think who I would meet this year, and she feels optimistic I'm going to meet someone this year. Okay. So I don't know. Well, I'm out. I'm trying, but not the fully. The stars are in your favor. I'm tr- yes, they are. <laughs> J Train Podcast. Anywhere. J Train Podcast Wait, are you Game of Thrones or no? No. Never I'm not in. either, but I'm going to. And I've been reading the spoilers. Okay. But I do like, did you see the Instagram with Sansa? No. Sophie Turner. So one of the girls, Aria, got fucked this season. Okay. And so she just did a really funny Instagram. I saw she's it. Like, she's like, oh, this Easter we decided for Gentry to hop, hop, pop into that pussy. She looked like she had been having a little vino. Yeah, and then she like drank wine. It I saw the, the drinking wine thing. <laughs> I of her, loved at the, it. her at the hockey game just chugging oh, wine. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. seen the hockey game. Have you game. seen that one? She loved wine. Big wino. Yeah. Let's do some emails. Yeah, Jtrain Podcast at gmail.com. Jtrain Podcast at gmail.com. Dealing with rejection. Oh, God. I'm a pro. Jared, love your podcast. I love hearing a guy's advice about certain situations. My question is how should I not make myself feel defeated by rejection? I'm 22, currently in college, trying to live my best life, but my dating life definitely has been, hasn't been the best. I'm on the apps, mainly Hinge, but things are uh, on there easily fade. Every time I try to shoot my shot outside of the apps, I always seem to get rejected. I've been working on not coming off too eager and not trying, uh, not being the one chasing all the time, but I always end up giving in too much. What would your advice be on approaching men in person or sliding into their DMs on Instagram and just building up the confidence again when I when I do get rejected? Like being straightforward and to the point, but it seems like it's not working for me. What do you think? So one of my friends gave me really good advice. Okay. And she said, instead of thinking about what you want in a person, think about what you bring to the table. So okay. then you enter to the world with confidence instead of desperation. Okay. Well, explain in a situation like that. Just stop being like, uh, 
like the rejection is not like th- uh, make yourself a desirable prize that you would also date. Yeah. Well, I, I think to that point, when you're because go- it's this thing of like I don't know what to do and I'm trying yeah. and this and then I'm needy and it's like no, be yourself. Like you're a prize and you need to think about the what uh, what you bring to the table. So you're not as hurt if someone doesn't like you. It's like all right, well I'll find someone else. Versus fuck, I have nothing to offer. A- absolutely. Also, you're 22 and you're in college, and I know people probably say that to you all the time where they go, "You're young," and you it gets annoying. She's probably like, "Well, I am who I am right now, so stop telling." This me I'm might young. help you. You're only gonna get older, uglier, and fatter. Yeah. So <laughs> might as well be a slut now. Like yeah. that's my biggest regret is I kept not liking myself, and then I look back at photos and I'm like, I should have been fucking in public every day every day yeah in the sunlight everywhere well that's wearing nothing that's the thing that i would say to this girl is like you are going out to find guys why i would be going out to fucking get have a blast with my friends like what you're doing right now like with this like search and destroy thing you're doing it's like yeah of course you're gonna be let down if you're like the only way the night's good is if i bring home a guy that i got through the dms it's like that's not a good night yeah live your life get a hot yeah do your hobbies there's an email recently about like friends that were talking about the friend that went when they went out she was just looking for guys yeah 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 that that email and they were like annoyed at that friend it's like you have friends you're in college you're in senior year go do senior year don't go and do i have to find the boyfriend before the the clock runs out because you're gonna be fucking disappointed yeah like it like for you if i was this girl you go out with your friends. If a guy comes out, he comes out. If he doesn't, you're masturbating. That's a fun night, too. Yeah, and rejection um, sucks. Sucks. <laughs> for sure. But the quicker you get um, numbified, the better your life will be. It sucks having anxiety about that. And, and also, and it happens to me a lot. I always have crushes on like I end up having crushes within a friend, like a friend of a friend and stuff. Mm. And I am nervous to get rejected within a friend group or like that sucks with because mutuals. The, well, because then everyone's like kind of looking what happened yeah. with the guy. Did it work out? You have a questions to answer that yeah. you have to do like the press conference with the friends. Yeah. Yeah. He said no. He said he would fuck, but he doesn't really want to be with me. And it's like uh, now they all know your like personal business. Like that's not fun. Yeah. But for her. You need to go out with the intention of having fun, not finding a guy. I think that's a bigger thing. Yes. And if you meet a guy, you slide to the DMs and you go. And and the best way to be approached as a guy, I think. Want to like, fuck? <laughs> not like want to fuck, but like, hey, I'm out. I'm doing this. Come hang if you want. Nobody. We live in a time of like passive plans. We all don't want to like have to be locked into anything. Uh-huh. So if you just say, hey, I'm doing this this weekend. More than welcome to join. Let me know if you're around. Like, be a little more casual with your meetups. That's good advice. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Cheating at a funeral. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I've been dating my boyfriend for 11 months. We met last summer uh, over Bumble and live in the same neighborhood. Okay. Situation. One of my boyfriend's friends, I've hung out with him, uh, them together for a few times, suddenly passed away. I've never been any, through anything like that with any, my guy before, so I didn't really ask too many questions unless he opened up about it since I didn't know how he would cope with these things. Since it was a holiday weekend, I went home and the plan was 
that I would see him Sunday night when I got back to the city. This didn't happen because he claimed he was too tired, which, frankly, was BS. I finally got to see him last night, and the mood was off. He was telling me about the funeral services on Friday and Saturday and how sad it was since his friend was so young. I was a little upset he didn't tell me about the services because he was tangentially my friend, too, and it would have been nice to have been there. Again, let that slide as I brushed off as him not really thinking things, uh, really thinking his coping. When we got to my boyfriend's place, all was normal. Watched TV, banged, went to sleep. Sounds so romantic. In the a.m., we went. To, he went to take a shower, and I have been I have a sneaking suspicion that something was off. So I looked through his phone. I know I shouldn't have done that. I see a text from his mom that mentions my name. So of course I look at it. He texts his mom this Saturday saying, "Help." I've got a huge hickey on my neck. Her sweet, naive response was to get me to help with concealer. Now I'm a high, on high alert. I wasn't there the, here this weekend. Certainly couldn't be my work. Ooh. Yeah. I scroll down further and see he texted Emily Bumble on Saturday, sup, and that his hockey team was sucking. I asked him who Emily was, and his response was, she's from like two years ago. Did she text me? My response was, no, you texted her on Saturday. With that said, he was very drunk and that we should talk about this all later. I'm not just not really sure what to do with this since clearly he is sad and drunk from the funeral, and I wasn't in the city. Also, can't confirm if the hickey was from her. Well, who else would it be from? His mom? Yeah, but if he just texted Sup and she never texted back like, yeah, we're meeting up or I'm going to see you somewhere, th- then it could be not Emily. Maybe that's why he didn't come and see me Sunday because he was still there. Any advice or wisdom on the next moves or why a man would act this way when nothing seems to be going wrong in the relationship would be much appreciated. And then she writes an update. As was written in the stars by Jared himself, this was an act of self-sabotage as we were approaching a year and now decided that it was too scary and not worth it to take the next level. Since 7.50 yesterday, we have now been broken up. You, sir, are a prophet. I don't know. Here's my Instagram if you know anyone who's looking. Did we answer this one before? I would have remembered that one. No, I think I would have remembered that one. No, I just think you didn't answer in time and she sent you an update. Yeah. So your theory is men get scared at one year and start sabotaging? Well, beware anniversaries, holidays, and uh, change of season. That's when breakups happen. Because people start thinking about what else is out there? What's next? What, uh, you just over any hump. Like, oh, we've done a year. Now, how, uh, is this someone I want to be on second year with? You know, oh, the, the Christmas is coming up. Do I have to buy this person gifts or I can just get out now before having to do all that stuff? That locks us in more. Yeah. Change of season. I kind of want to be single over the summer. You know, these are all yeah, things. But I was going to say, I mean, I'm glad they're broken up. But if someone's friend dies, they should want or need their significant other with them. For him not to bring her to this funeral is pretty strange. Yeah, that tells you kind of all you have to give. Here's her Instagram. She's cute. She's not going to have a problem. I I do think also like when the friend dies, that's like another version of like a renewal date. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he died so young. Am I in am I in the life I want to be in? Yeah. What if I died tomorrow? It's kind of like the move you do. And like also you start operating like you're going to die. Yeah. You start going, well, life is too short. You think he got drunk and fucked one of his old friends at the funeral? I think so. Yeah. I think something happened at the funeral. You don't just have a hickey. There's no way to get a hickey. There's only one way to get a hickey. Yeah. 
You don't just in your mom going, help you with the concealer. That's weird as Texas mom about a hickey. That is weird, too. You're right, Shelby. Like, would you ever text your mom that you have a hickey? No. I would never. It's weird. Like, she knows you have a girlfriend, too. I mean, that's weird. Yeah, that now Whether you make your girlfriend yeah. look bad to your mom. Whether it's he's... Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think this is, like, under the, like, under the category of, like, when something's off, everything's off. Like, you're never wrong for thinking something's off. Yeah. Like, when you notice something, you can't unnotice that... Oh, you you didn't want me to come to the funeral? Well, that's weird. And I know what happens is, and what a lot of people do around death and all that stuff, is that now they have an excuse to be weird with you. So they can go, well, I was a, you know, don't attack me. I have a friend who died. It's like, yeah, but you're using the friend dying as an excuse to be a weirdo. Yeah. Like the end of Wedding Crashers. Remember that? He was crashing funerals. Yeah. That I mean, that guy was that guy was hooking up at the funerals. Oh. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was. He was well. He was also using the deaths as a reason to get in people's pants. That's kind of this guy's using the death as a way to get out. the fuck out of his relationship. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. Comedy show etiquette. Cool. Do What's he a, doing? He's doing something. We are sponsored, people. Ooh, I love this sponsor. Woo! Have you heard about this company making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles? Oh, and they're insanely comfortable and machine washable. That's Rothy's, people. Rothy's. Have what you do they look like? I beautiful. See them. They were worn, but I got them right here. You see the picture? Yeah, Aren't they great? They're cute. They're cute. They're fun. They're fashionable. Rothy's are everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three you love. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. Listen, I will tell you right now, it's going to blow your mind um, that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles, which is crazy. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills. Wow. So not only are you getting a stylish shoe, not only are you getting a comfortable shoe, but you're helping the earth. You can walk on the clouds of feeling good with Rothy's. Yeah. Isn't I'm that glad, nice? I'm glad they're cleaning up the ocean. They're cleaning it up and they, listen, one Yahoo editor recently called them the most comfortable flats I've ever owned. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free return exchanges, so no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. So listen, it's, um, they're fun, beautiful shoes for all of you people on the go. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash jtrain. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash jtrain to get your new f- favorite flats, comfort style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Her Head to rothys.com slash jtrain today. Go right now. Rothys is a fantastic shoe and they're taking care of this podcast so you got to go support them get involved comedy show etiquette what do you think 
I can't wait. Are you going to read one or is yeah. it just says comedy? I saw show you okay. perform at the Comedy Cellar when I moved to New York City about a year ago. I wonder ago. if have someone <laughs> screamed and got kicked out. I've <laughs> been a fan ever since. I was at your Friday show at Gotham and had the pleasure of uh, meeting. Uh, of seeing and meeting Casey Balsham the next night at a small comedy show between your sets. She's funny. I had a nice little conversation with her that prompted me to write this email. I love podcasts. I listen to both yours and uh, both of yours, and honestly, more than I'd like to admit, but nothing beats seeing stand-up shows live. As podcasts and live podcasts become more popular, I've noticed this theme. People, okay, girls, talk through the damn show, or worse, to become a part of the bit. I was at a show the other night where a chick raised her hand in the middle of a bit. It's becoming an epidemic and ruining shows across the city. What seems to be the common theme is that these chicks listen to the podcast, feel they know the person and want to feel that connection live, which is I think is wonderful that so many are listening and going to shows, but I didn't pay to see the drunk girl in, in row three. Maybe a little PSA on comedy show etiquette uh, could be a beneficial for the Feather Nation. I think they would listen to you. I've so enjoyed your stand-up. Looking forward to seeing what's next for you. What do you think? Well, no one likes uh, drunk people interrupting the show. No. And hopefully you're at a venue that's going to... Police it. Police it. And yeah. you can... You know, you'll try to handle a little bit. It's up to us to shut them up. But if they don't, the venue should kick them out. Or yeah. kick them out. I kick people out. I don't think it's exclusive to podcasts. I think the no, that's another thing I was going to add. It has this. Yeah, I don't have a podcast. People are drunk and they are rude and they're rude and they yell. They're out. old. They're young. They're married. They're single. Like, Guy, girl. It's, it's truly everyone. Rudeness is not exclusive to one race, it's so sex, funny. ethnicity. There was list. an old uh, white cis male comic. He's yeah. been in the biz a while, but he was. I wasn't. I don't know why he even was talking to me. I was in my phone alone, but he was like. Admit it, young girls are the worst in the audience. They're the worst audience <laughs> members. And I went, well, no, I'm a young woman, so they love me. So what? you know who's the meanest to me? Old white men with yeah. tiny dicks who don't fuck their wives well <laughs> and who, who don't believe women should vote. That's who screams we at all, me. We all have our group. Yeah, <laughs> we all have our group. But like the people that fold their arms, scream, try to fuck me up are usually dudes. Uh, the girls, and I think he hit this, are... They're having fun. They're not like, you're a dumb bitch. They're no. like, woo! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, this weekend with Tom, there was like a drunk guy who kept like, yeah! You know, they're happy and that's what makes it hard to be rude to them and kick them out or be like, be like, shut up because they are having a good time. Yeah. It, there's someone at, the one question you get as a comic is hecklers. People yeah. just want to know what that's like. They they go. It's different. It varies. It's and there's different flavors. Think of heckling like ice cream, and then there's different flavors of ice cream. So there's a positive heckle. There's the there's the person that you've there's the heckle you see on YouTube that's like comedian crushes heckler. Never the, crushed yeah. hard enough. <laughs> yes. Besides Bill Burr in Philly, I've never seen a heckler video that I'm like, you killed it. They always feel set up too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of them feel like they were like fed lines in the crowd then the person was like <gasps> had the perfect response or whatever like the one line but whatever sometimes people are just talking loudly amongst their and they table. don't you know, they don't even realize it like i have a lot of empathy for the people that come to shows and they're like yeah i'll have a vodka soda and you're like yeah this is you don't you know it's a different experience this girl sounds like she goes to a lot of shows most people go to one a year did if you that. see on twitter um 
about hot tubs. Some woman made it a hot tubs. A very popular show in L.A. And what what about it? Did you see this or no? No. Some girl tweeted like, "If you want to get shushed by a male comedian while you're just said one thing in the back, then go to this show. Kurt Braunler sucks." (laughs) And then Lori Kilmartin tweeted, "She's like, at least you know, comics. We all fight, but we all agree that this bitch needs to die." Yeah. But like everyone was like, "I'm sure you were talking a lot. You're not a victim. That's the worst when you get shushed." or you get asked to be quiet or you get asked to leave and then you cause a bigger scene and a bigger problem and think you're a victim no one wants to lose fucking money if you're getting kicked out you deserve it yeah that it it happens to all of us and it happens with every different type of person that comes to the show i didn't deserve it you did you did there's a reason and and listen that's not to say comics aren't wrong sometimes when they yell at someone in the crowd yeah i've gotten too mean and then but i'm always um, interacting with the crowd and I'll just be like took it too far got yeah. it but when you're an inexperienced comic I feel like you're the go-to is to get vicious yeah I I um I mean I host a lot so when you're hosting you you there's an element of having to bring the crowd in yeah and it can go too far it cannot I remember I mean this happened recently there was a group of and and then sometimes you fuck up there was a group in the front and they, they were like, it was like, uh, I was like, where are you from? And Pete, and they go, they like were looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, where are you from? You know, just joking around that. And they go, one goes, India. And I go, India, well, welcome. That's cool. And who are you here with? And he's like, just staring at me. I go, you need to answer these questions quicker and better. Yeah. <laughs> and like people laugh at that. And he goes, with my sister, I go, what's the occasion? And they're just like, nothing. I go, and my joke was you can't be brown and vague in this country. You're going to scare the white people. So funny. And But then everyone was like, he said brown, vague, and white people in the same sentence. Everyone, yeah, everyone backed away. And so you do have that moment where it's like, all right, this crowd isn't ready for that type of joke. Like yeah. I'm joking, obviously. Um, I'm trying to get you guys all into it. At the, and then there's a point where it's like, now you're kind of picking on these people because they don't want to be spoken to. And it's like, okay, we're going to move on to another group. But yeah, nothing- I usually like blame them for, ru- for ruining my set. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you've wasted my time. You- you've given me nothing. <laughs> not- oh, I always say, uh, when someone has not a lot to say, I always go, hey, well, not a lot of personality in this family, but we'll <laughs> move on. You know, so, and, but you try to figure out a way to like get yourself out of it. I think with people coming to shows, yes, we want you to have fun. Um, I don't think... I mean, I had a woman, This I don't know if you were there, it was at the VU where she, st- she was in the front row. She stood up, gave me a business... I'm on stage. Mm. Stood up, gave me a business card and said, when you decide to fix your hair, call me. Ugh. What an insulting in the middle of a show. Yes. I mean, I really, I handled it great. Yeah. Um, The audience, everyone was very into the way I handled it. Yeah. It did end with me ripping the business card up, throwing it in her face (laughs) and saying, bye, bitch. But that's fun. I just think anyone who comes to a show, what you have to realize at a stand up comedy show is that the the oh, problem you know is what? sometimes i don't want to ruin myself like if it's a show you know and i see people talk or not behaving well i'll just be fine and then i'll do well and then at the end i go and you two you're the most poorly behaved people i've ever seen you're fucking stupid you sh- yeah. talk the whole time i heard you the whole time you're bad you know and then they're like i wasn't i'm like i heard you the whole fucking time you're a monster yeah. and just so you know that so sometimes i wait till the end of my set I, I will give people the first... I'll give people a couple times. Yeah, I'll go, I, I hear you. Because I have sensitive hearing. It fucks me up. If it, I hear you tough. talk, 
I lose trade of th- like I don't like it. If for anyone at home, just imagine you're telling you're in a group of four people, okay? Four people standing in a circle. You're telling a story across the the group to the person across from you. Then someone tries to tell a story across the group to while you're telling your story. You guys would all switch positions because it's tough to tell a story while someone's telling another story to your in your right ear. Yeah, that's the equivalent. It's tough when you hear someone chirping and you're trying to tell a story and you you like it throws off the whole thing and a lot of times i'm thinking like you're ruining the show for other people because if i can hear you that means the people sitting next to you can hear you and they didn't pay for a babysitter parking to drink minimum and tickets to hear your here's here's the psa i'll give and i'll give an example of something that happened um the one thing you have to realize is that the the problem is bad comics kind of ruin this too because a good comic came to the show with a plan with a show in mind to take you guys from the, to laugh, not laugh, laugh, not laugh, laugh, not laugh through the whole show. Someone bad is coming up there and going, so where are you from? Halfway through their set because they're trying to dig out and find something in the audience to shake things up. So a lot of people in the audience think you need the help from them. Nobody needs your help. They came with a plan. So egomaniacs. I, I mean, these are egomaniacs. Yeah, I, right? I did a show one night. This girl yelled out, the Bachelor, because I do the Bachelor commentary on Instagram stories. And I'm like, yeah, The Bachelor, what? And she goes, talk about The Bachelor. And I'm like, no, I did, this isn't That's a jukebox. This isn't a jukebox for you to play. You know That's what not how say? it goes. We said it wasn't gender specific. I think it's white people mostly. I will say it's race specific. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen I it do. from everybody. I, I think it's usually white people. I think it's entitlement to think... That you should interrupt the show and this person should talk about what you want to hear. That's an entitled ass person. And I said, and then. Did she, you hear recently at the VU someone got on stage and tried to fight Paris? On I was stage? there. I was hosting that How show. How crazy was that? She didn't try to fight her, but it was. She it, got on stage and got said, on, yeah, white privilege. Walked, what are you going to do about she it? She walked across the stage to go to the bathroom and then came back and tried to walk across the way she came out. Like the whole audience was just sitting there going, what the fuck just happened? Like we were in shock. And like Paris handled it great. Paris Sachet, she's really funny. Um, she was just like, she handled it perfectly. But it's like her and her boyfriend, they were so drunk that like they couldn't even see four feet in front of them. Like, and she was, and then had to be restrained from being on the stage. And then they tried to bring her out the back and then like wouldn't leave. Like it, it was, it's, you see crazy thing because it's a weird mix. It's alcohol, it's jokes, it's, it's, you know, you're trying to talk through this whole, it's just a weird mix. And all we can ask is that you laugh or don't. That's really the two options at a comedy show. Yeah. Laugh or don't. And, and, and I say laugh or don't because you cannot laugh. <laughs> That's okay too. Yeah. We've sensed it. You really don't have to say anything additional to silence. No. The point is learned, le- heard loud and clear. Thank J- you. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with no, one time I was seeing Sandra Bernhardt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a fan of hers. I but know her, she, but you know, she's been working since what? The seventies. Yeah. I, she doesn't need your some woman yelled out something at her show but a credit that she wasn't even in <laughs> and it was like the balls on you just to think like and it's or even once this is even comedy i saw ben harper at the chicago theater i want to say like 15 12 years a long mm-hmm. long time ago and he was doing acapella like some gospel songs end of the stage no microphone no nothing no band 
just fucking Ben Harper. Mm -hmm. And a woman's like, I love you, sing it. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a magical <laughs> moment. We just want to hear Ben Harper yeah, sing. We paid for this. Like literally. Like, ugh, the balls on people. The it's sickening. The it's worst, really sickening. The to worst me. type of heckling comes when they like that's the thing. Like, that's a fan. The worst type of heckling comes when someone doesn't know what they paid for and they don't know what the show is going to be and they're disappointed by the show because it's the most real heckle. <laughs> like it's they're just like, this is awful. It didn't <laughs> amount to what I paid for. And, and but listen, I, I just think like the only thing we can ask is like, they just get offended. So some woman was talking and then, you know, she got called a cunt and then she's being, then she was an extra cunt the rest of the time. Oh yeah. It's you, like, you deserve it. You go full cunt when you're called a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. I mean, I could truly talk about this all day. I mean, well, that's the like, amount of e stories. Every that's... comic has a million stories. I mean, the yeah. first time I was ever heckled, there was a guy in the crowd. I was like hosting. And, um, when you host, you do your set in the beginning, then you bring up the feature, and then I come up between feature and headliner. I'm like, hey, guys, and I go to do like one small joke. This guy who wasn't even there for the beginning just goes, nah, nah, nope, next, next. And I was like shocked. It was like I was shot. And I was like, what do you say? And like I got through it, and you try to learn better for the next time. And, you know, there's a, there's a moment where you go, hey, I have to be better. I have to be not be next it, you know? And yeah, or people that feel like they're entitled to everything because they paid for a ticket. Yes. Some guy was filming me. I'm like, put the put your phone away. Please I'm, stop it. Yeah. The, the, and he's like, I paid $10. And it's like, get the fuck yeah, out of here. <laughs> you think I'm worth $10? I'll throw $10 at your face. Yeah. What are you talking well, about? Well, that was the girl who yelled to talk about The Bachelor. I go, I like took care of it. And then all of a sudden, she's just videotaping. And I go, did you get the boomerang or not? Did you get, just get it. Do the, do the picture. But like, and then she, like the phone being up in your face the whole time is so frustrating. I'll let, you're right. If I, if it's, if I think it's a Snapchat, I'll let it go for a few seconds. Sure. And then when it, once it's not, it's like, put that away. This was like a minute. And I go, did you get a picture or not? And I was like, you just interrupted with The Bachelor or whatever. And I go, I hope you tag me so I can block you so you can never watch my Bachelor shit again. And she goes, and then later that night she tagged me and she wrote, block me. And I did. I was like, goodbye. Don't need yeah, you. Yeah, we don't need you. I'll move oh, on. Oh, you know how she yelled The Bachelor one time in San Antonio? A woman yelled out, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. And I went, what? And she goes, you want to go there? I go, no, I don't think this is funny. I think this is horrifying. <laughs> You're going to interrupt my set with the most horrifying thing? <laughs> Silent Tinder matches. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. Jared, Feather, Feather, love the podcast. Hope to come see a live show in Seattle in June. I'm coming to Seattle, baby. Love C-Town. S-Town. S-Town. Is that what they call it? No, but it's C-Town. It okay. starts with an S. C-Town's a grocery store. Is it? Oh, yeah, New it York. is. I'm 40 single for the first time in 16 years and now on dating apps for the first time. Whoa. Welcome to the show. I've had some pretty good luck, but sometimes <laughs> I match with someone I'm super interested in. I'll send a message and they don't respond. Most of the time the match happens after I swipe on them, so I'm assuming they're active. I don't swipe right on many guys. I'm super picky. I hate openers, so I usually just find some dorky or funny hello type of gif to send them to say hi. Seems to work for the most part. Why are they doing this? I mean, if you decide you're not, you aren't interested, why not just unmatch with them? 
I'd appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for reading, P.S. Uh, maybe classic Shelb celebrity lookalike. She wants a celebrity lookalike. We do this for people. She sent her picture in. Uh, what do you think? Let's see. She's very cute. She looks great. She looks like a girl I used to work at a hair salon with, so it's hard okay. to see outside of that. Different celebrity. Um, <laughs> Shelby, do you have any thoughts? I need thoughts? time. Oh, maybe Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under. Okay. I don't know who that is. But uh, do you have any thoughts for her on why guys aren't... Oh, the thing is, I, you actually... Can you ta- teach me how to unmatch? I don't know how to do that. Well, that's the other thing. I think I think one... Yeah, also, people I are, just forget about it. I yeah. make sure I don't get notifications. So I go on when I go on. Um, also, you could just assume they didn't... That they swiped right on everyone to fuck, and then they're just not into it, or they don't care, or they already fucked. Yeah, that's the thing women have to deal with a little bit more than men, where it's like, guys are throwing out the net, we're bringing in the crabs, and then we're throwing back into the ocean the ones that don't match our like little ruler. Yeah. And women are doing that kind of the right way. Women are going and fishing with one line and then pulling it in going, no, that's not for me. I'm going to put it back. We're just taking in everything we can. Yeah. So these guys that you're matching with that are not unmatching, they're just not even thinking of that. They're just saying, oh, who did I get to match with? And we talk a lot about this on the podcast, levels of what you need out of somebody. So some people are on an app just to get matches to feel good about themselves. Some people are like getting the match to them is enough. They don't want to meet you. They don't want to see you. They want to masturbate to the idea that someone out there thinks they're hot enough to swipe right. That's all they want out of it. Some people are on there to talk to you for three minutes and then never talk to you again. And the thing is with any dating app, there's you don't just match once and then you're together. I also don't what have I don't want to carry a convo. And so if I feel like I have to do most of the question, I'm out. Yeah. Shelby, do you have a look like? I completely agree with Lauren Ambrose. Lauren, there it is. Let me see a picture of her. I think I did an amazing job. Yeah, you killed it. Holy shit. That does look <laughs> a lot like her. Holy fuck. Yeah, Lauren Ambrose with the win. Um, <laughs> but this is, here's the thing with dating apps. You can't take any of these things too personally. Yeah. No. All no, of sh- these people. These are, are s- lunatics. Yeah. The, the, I mean, okay, This is. I always say this about um, like any job where you deal with a high volumes of people, you're going to end up hating people because mm. you see that everyone is the same, no one is unique, everyone's fucking dumb and selfish and annoying. So yeah, when people are like, TSA sucks, they're appropriate because the monsters that are coming to fly is everyone and there's a lot of idiots. Interesting. Think about a public toilet. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Because lots of people are in there. Animals. Interesting. So that's why people that people are People work in the service industry, they're, yeah. They're pissed. But, you guys uh, suck. Look at, I mean, but also, look at us. We're talking about, we just did 10 minutes on yes. different types of hecklers. Like, we, we come in contact with people every single yeah, night. Yeah, so if you live in Omaha and you work at an insurance office and there's 10 people and then you go to your four restaurants and sometimes you travel, sometimes you fly, but you have your family... You probably don't hate people. I'm sure yeah. you're very happy. I'm sure you're dancing on a cloud. Yeah. And then you're horrified that TSA is like, pick up the fucking bin. Yeah, yeah. But um, when take you- off your shoes. <laughs> you're like, that is a monster. Um, no, they deal with awful people. I don't even like him that much. But Bragazzi is jo- he's funny. And he has that one joke where a man went through the detector and then it binged. And uh, he was like, oh, could it be my belt? And it's like. 
That's the number one thing it is. <laughs> yes. Truly the, the number clasp one. that you're wearing around. It's like the go to. Yeah. It's like, oh, you need my key. Yes, that's the number one thing. And so, um, so when you equate that to dating apps, it's like every loose yeah. psychopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no barriers to entry. It's not like anyone can pick this up. Anyone. So you have to own you your ghost. These are psychopaths. Have we not watched Bravo's Dirty John? Yeah, you have they to are out there. Drive your own ship. You do you. Whoever talks to you, that's great. If they don't, it's not because of you. Yeah, you're not the reason they didn't speak to you. It's their fucked up head. It's their problem. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast. Or there's something wrong with your profile and J train should help you fix it. We're doing makeovers, baby. At the oh, live yeah. shows. Well, you got to look at mine before I leave. I'll look at yours. We're sponsored <laughs> I'm people. Scared. Noom, 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 noom. I love noom. Okay, sticking to, that? sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts and obstacles that you uh, that hold you back from making progress. Most people who lose weight gain it all back. Why? Because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, not after. With Noom, you'll lose the guilt and learn how to develop a new relationship with food. Let me tell you about Noom and how they can help you live a healthier lifestyle. Here's what I like about Noom. Noom is on your phone pinging you, pinging you pinging you it's just a little tiny reminder to be healthy today you wake up to notifications hey go weigh in every day here's a new fun fact in the more you think about these things in a rational like informational way the more you're going to keep to these things the more you're going to say yeah the craisins aren't good the grapes are better. They're full of water. So you're going to have less grapes than you would craisins. That's like one of those little small facts. You're like, okay, I need more water in my system. Anything with a lot of water, that's a good thing to eat because it's volume. And it goes in you and makes you feel fuller. These are like little tidbits that help you. And then you go, oh, putting in your meals. They have the largest... Ca- um, they have the largest... Uh, catalog of food to put into your if you're writing down what you're eating on a daily basis these are all things that just just a little thing to keep it on your mind and noom is a great way to do it try something different try noom different results call for a different approach learn don't diet weight loss is in the planet palm of your hands literally on your phone whenever and wherever you need it we're all strapped for time, but Noom asks you to commit 10 minutes a day to you. With Noom, you'll have personalized training and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or a personal trainer. Takes the agony out of food tracking with one of the biggest food databases available. Easy 30 seconds online evaluation shows you how much weight you can lose and keep off. Listen. You want to lose weight. You want to. This is all personalized to me. I want to be able to be thinking about these things without it being a burden. No, you always start eating badly when you're just like, oh, fuck it. Noom doesn't let you do those oh, fuck it moments. So Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits and with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. Noom dot com slash J-Train. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash J-Train to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom dot com slash J-Train. Start losing weight for good. I like this email. We're in the middle. What do you mean we're in the middle? Hey, Jared. Oh. I'll try to keep <laughs> That's the title. A little over a year ago, I met this guy at my part-time job. We exchanged numbers, became friends. In the first couple of months, he had kissed me twice and taken me out 
but at the time, I wasn't sure I was interested in a romantic relationship, even though I did have some type of feelings deep down. A few months ago, and uh, go on, and I realized I do have feelings for him, so I tell him, and he doesn't say anything back, but then kisses me on numerous occasions after that confession. Eventually, he says he just sees me as a friend, so since that time, we have just been friends, except with uh, we both engage in non-friend behaviors. We talk basically almost every day basically almost every day since the day we met. We cuddle and watch movies together. Sometimes we have a makeout session. He says the dilemma is he likes me as a person a lot and has attracted me but doesn't want to date me. But he told me in the beginning when we first met that he did want to date me. So obviously things have changed. Recently I told him I don't feel like we are friends sometimes and he says it's cuz we are not we are in the middle. What does that mean? Then he got mad at me. He says he hates to be one of the the one that has to text first and that he only sees me once every four weeks. He says I, I never ask him to hang out and that he's always the one that has to initiate everything. I don't initiate all the time because who wants to be, get disappointed when he constantly comes up with an excuse not to hang out? Plus, if I'm going to get over him, I don't think hanging out all the time would be the best idea. I just want your opinion on what this boy wants from me and what the hell the middle means. Thanks. P.S. Me and my friends had a great time at your show. Okay, cool. You can start on this one. Um, here's what's going on. This guy is real. I think when you hook up with someone and you don't fuck, it's like pent up. Like this guy's like, this guy wants to have sex with you, but doesn't want to have to deal with the responsibility of having sex with you. And he knows that that responsibility includes being in a relationship with you. And he, right now he's frustrated because he's going, I still haven't had sex with this girl. And we make out all the time. And I think this is like, uh, like you know, in, I feel like this is, I'm getting turned down halfway. Yeah, but she, he's not giving her what she wants. Of course. So like, why does she have to fuck someone where she doesn't feel like she can even message him first? You know? She doesn't have to. That's, yeah. and, but he's, he's frustrated. He wants, something, he wants something without any effort. Any effort. He's like that's gross. Yeah, I, he's I, just entitled to fucking, or he's gonna treat you like shit. Fuck this guy. I and I think what you're doing right now when he's like, you don't initiate the text. It's like, yeah, because you're not really anything. You don't have to. You don't owe him the text. I would stop. I mean, right now this guy doesn't offer you the thing you want. You want a relationship. You want to be with someone. You could see that with him, but then he turned it down. Time to move on. You're not friends. Time to stop talking. Hey, I don't initiate text with you because we're not together. You said you didn't want a relationship. I'm going to put my time into other places that might result in a relationship. Yeah, it's the age old like uh, then you can't be with anyone or whatever where it's like I'm not going to give you what you want, but I'm going to I don't like the idea that you're yeah. with someone else either. Yeah, he, he wants everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, fuck and, him. Yeah, you got to move on from this because he'll never give you full satisfaction. Yeah. You're only going to get half satisfaction. Right now you're getting it through the kisses and cuddles and Cuz you know if you do fuck, he's just not going to talk to you again. It's over. So, the it's minute like you fuck, either he is gone. fuck him and never talk to him again or just stop talking to him or maybe in a while you can be friends at one point in time. Boom. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Shall we let's do some news? You got it. News time. Let's do it. We all like our Instagram. Hell yeah. Love Insta. I would say about seven hours a day. It's a lot. I'm on it 
nonstop. It's Love a problem. It. Well, a new like could destroy all of that. Uh-oh. Our new feature, rather. What's I that? Jump the gun. An Instagram user came across a trial in the code of Instagram's Android app, which suggests that the platform is looking to hide who and how many people hit the like button on a post. Mm. A pop-up message explained, testing a change to see how you see likes. It goes on to add, we want your followers to focus on what to share, not how many likes your posts get. During this test, only the person who shared a post will see the total number of likes it gets. This is interesting. But do you get to choose that feature or it's just going to be the new thing? I think they test it to make it the new thing. But that's fucked. It's going to ruin people's careers. They'd be able to see how many likes that are on his or her own post, but not of those on anybody else's. See, the prob- oh. the problem with this becomes... I thought it was you can't see your own so people don't become mentally insane and compare and contrast. No, no they're going to let you be insane. While not knowing what how anyone else is getting. This is going to fuck people's money. I think this is so yeah. rude. It says the aim of the development is not to ruin the lives of influencers. Rather, it's to reduce competition over likes and to tackle social media pressure. It's yeah, not their no, job to do it and job. it's fake. That's, that's the thing. It's like they're trying to say, well, we're, they're not going to solve that for anybody. Everyone, is, whether, if you have a problem with Instagram now, you're going to have it without the likes, too. Like, you're still going to get mad at people. I just don't look at people's... Like, I don't look the at The numbers anything. don't matter to me on anyone else's post, Like, but I don't, really I don't know how this helps. Either. I don't think this helps anybody. No, this is... I thought this was... No, I think it's... If you can't see your own, that's the only way it can help you because then you're just putting it to, like, enjoy the photo. Sure. And you don't care what's coming back. I just want to share this. Why can't I have it all? Versus like, oh, this didn't get in a lot of likes. I'm going to delete it. Or am I ugly? Like, mm. it's, I thought that's the goal. But to not see anyone else's unless you share. That's stupid. Yeah. And also. And it will destroy the life of influencers. Yeah. And so to say that's not. The, I bet that's their goal. And then you have to pay them to show your followers or something. This is a long journey to fuck us over more. I don't trust them at all. Like, all these tech people don't fucking let their kids have phones. They don't take their phones to bed. They're not on Instagram. Yeah. So, like... They're all covering up the camera. Yeah, they're not using this. They know how evil it is. So, the fact that they're doing... I don't trust them. I don't think it's for our benefit. Any any move is an untrustworthy move, by the way. Because I was reading this book about how to quit your phone, and I've done a terrible job after reading it, but it was how there's a feature... Like they had to fight to get the counter of how much time you spend and like really? to shut it off. Like this was invented a while ago and they like kept denying it. And then now that everyone has full mental problems, that's when they recently allowed in the newest version. Yeah. For that, that count, that count depresses me every week. And I'm always like, I don't know if this is where I stand. I just say like, I am late because I'm on my phone. Oh, absolutely. I wake up and I go on my phone instead of just hopping in the shower. And it's like, you're going to be on your phone in on the train. Yep. At the back of every comedy show. Yep. Why the fuck are you doing it? Why do I need it now while I'm going? I'll, I'll do I that. I was on thing. the Amtrak for four and a half hours yesterday on my phone the whole time. Yeah. Um, the uh, the C train home the, the whole time on it. When I get back and I'm about to nap, why am I still on it? Yeah. it's and, and then like the one solution I was given, like changing the colorways, 
Like you can make it black and white uh-huh. and it like helps you not want to look at it more. And then I would just get annoyed. I would be like, oh, I want to. This is gross. Give me back the color. Like I needed the color. Well, because I unfollowed like thousands of people. Mm. And then now I'm just in the explore page and I'm still seeing everyone I was seeing. But they're just in the explore. I love the plus a bunch page. of feminist quotes. Shouldn't let you <laughs> be able to change the color back. Like it's like they're turning up the volume to like a too loud level, but you can still just turn it down. Yeah, it's it's all crazy. Um, and Instagram is like at the heart of it because like that is the most fun app. Like of all, of them. but I don't think I'm getting joy. I really don't. No, I mean I do. I, I feel dumber. Weed and my phone and tech and I just feel fucking stupid. I don't remember anything. I just feel like a blob in the world. But also, you know what the, the why this whole like new like thing wouldn't work is because they don't come up chronologically anymore. So, how would you know like the things that come up on your list are things that have done well? Do you know what I mean yeah. based on the algorithm? So like would I just not now all these things I'm just assuming are doing well and like the things that don't show up. That's what I mean for the personal user. It's fine. But for the professional, it's like, no, they, we, everyone needs to know what's up. Yeah. You got any more stories? I do. You guys like to stand things. What's that? Stan defined as an extremely or excessively enthusiastic and devoted fan and to exhibit fandom to an extreme or excessive degree. That phrase has now been added to the dictionary. So if you stand something, you're a huge fan? Comes from the Eminem song, also titled uh, Stan. Well, wasn't that guy like a killer? He was. <laughs> the stand, so if you're a stan... That's the whole thing. It's like no matter how many N-words any celebrity says, if you stand them, you'll stand behind them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. Like, I don't care what you do. I stand Cardi B. So I Drug stand. Dudes, I don't give a fuck. I stand Michael Jackson. Yeah. Correct. Like, uh, that's kind of the world that we're getting into. Where yeah, it's like, like, no matter what. No I matter what. Uh, R. Kelly. I stand R. Kelly. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that you, when you create a word like that, that is just your way of saying, that's a way of softening the actual sentiment, which is to say, I'm going to ignore all the bad. Yeah. I, I'm naive on this guy. That's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's thing. the whole thing. There's, our culture is more, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone. Like, it's just more extreme. You know, it's not like, oh, you kind of fucked up. It's like, you are canceled or I stand and yeah. that's it. Um, and yeah, that's you can't stressful. just live with going like, yeah, he's done some horrible things and this song's good. You can't say both. No, I mean... My big thing is I think pedophiles, the song, money from songs from now on <laughs> should go to charities. All songs. Just like I want to listen to World's Greatest, but I won't because like I'm not going to give him money. Mm. So if I knew that money, even 70% of it was going to a woman's shelter. Then you'd feel better about it. I would get that song. That would be a good outcome of a court case. But I don't want to like what if, listen what if to R. Kelly, songs. What if R. Kelly is like, all right, well, here's the scenario. R. Kelly goes to court. The judge goes, no jail time. No, he has to go to jail. Well, well this is what I'm saying. This, this no, is the, you, no, you go to jail. Okay. Well, what if he says... When you rape children, you go to jail. I'm, I'm with you. 
<laughs> Jared Free. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me, please. <laughs> but I'm saying, here's the hypothetical. Yeah, the good. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm fine. I swear. I'm on the side. No rape. But I'm saying, here's the choice. You never get world's greatest again. Okay, but he goes to jail. Yeah. Or yes, yes, yes. No, I'd go for that. That's your that's your choice. But then I think if you want to stream the music, I he think, doesn't earn the money anymore. I think Michael Jackson would be the tougher choice, though. Because you well, can't Michael throw him ja- in jail. Well, Michael no, Jackson I mean, is just his the kid. music's more. Okay, so Michael Jackson either goes but to jail. But he's not getting any more money. So to me, it's like the kids his are kids getting the money. kids are getting the so money. fine. I don't know. But I think 30, some people I think say- half should not go to his estate. What if the kids, what if Paris Jackson came out and was like, hey, we hear all this. It makes it pains us that we're like living off of this money that came from someone that might our dad who might have done some bad things. We're gonna give ten percent of every song to like help kids who have been through pedophilia. Yeah, you know, through whatever. So you know, they figure out. A I way. would stand Paris Hilton, and then you'd be like, and, I mean, uh, Paris, Paris Jackson, <laughs> Paris. And then she goes, "Are we cool? <laughs> Music's out there." Like, do but you, it's out. When is it Everyone's cool for everybody? It. I was just, um, because I think I noticed more because I was in LA, so I was driving. Mm. I don't listen to the radio here. So I don't know if it was more than ever or just this is how much, but Michael Jackson songs play a lot. They're on He's all, on the radio. I mean, yeah, he He's on, on the radio lot. about Tough to avoid a one Jackson every hour. Song. Yeah. Um, I, you know, but what I've learned, and this is a, a dark moment of the pod. Okay. Everyone's a fucking pedophile. All the billionaires, the millionaires, our leaders, actors, teachers, priests. Everyone's a fucking pedophile. And all the people in charge are pedophiles and they're protecting the pedophiles. And that's why the laws can't get changed. Everyone. And no, mm-hmm. and no one's helping. Shelby's yet. way on board with this. Everyone. It's true. Oh, why yeah. else wouldn't like the domestic violence uh, laws pass or the pedophile laws are like, why are we trying to make 15 year olds be able to get married? Like mm. there's a reason the judges aren't harsh because everyone wants to fuck kids. I even don't. Po- even not criminally, I mean, <laughs> even not criminally, like the fact that the top porn things are always like teen, teen, yeah, teen, yeah, yeah. college, college, college. I don't college. hear the word nubile outside of porn. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Shelby with a She's point. Not, I don't I know. Everybody was going to clap at yeah. that. <laughs> well, that new boil point got over my head. But I, uh, I, you I, know what I mean? I just think it's everywhere and it's rampant because it's like, okay, Catholic Church, you know, there's all these rapists. Why aren't you doing anything? Oh, because you're raping too. You know, I the think, rapers don't take and down the rapists. That's why it's so important. On top of like listening to survivors of sexual assault, there, like the way we treated Christine Blasey Ford and the way we're treating victims of sexual assault, mm. it that's what kids see. So when kids see, like, oh well, fuck, I am not going to be able to. Li- I'm not going to tell anyone. We didn't get into this last episode, but Mia Jackson was on last episode. She was talking about how uh, a domestic assault broke out in her comedy show, Whoa. and then like. There were people, even after it happened, there's people in the back debating whether he hit her or did it. And you're like, everyone was just like, she, you could hear her if you guys go back and listen to Mia's story. Uh, she was talking about, she's on stage, they go to the back, and then someone yells, he hit her. And then someone in the back goes, no, it was a slap. And it's like they're debating the difference between a hit and a slap. You're like, how did this happen? It also, just happened right here. If he's hit slapping her, 
if that's the better scenario. If he's slapping her in public in front of hundreds of people, what's he doing? What do private? you think he's yeah. doing at home? Yeah, I'm just thinking. I just the more SVU, I no, the more forensic, the more the news comes out. Who's the big billionaire that just came out that's friends with Trump and Clinton, and they all would travel together? They're um, all fucking young teens. Yeah, his 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 uh, all his, these producers, his private plane. Yeah, all these fucking producers. Mm. The be there is um the Jimmy Seville or something. I don't know his name. But English, he's like their version of Mr. Rogers. Okay. Molesting kids for decades, hundreds of kids, disabled kids at the oh, hospitals. God, yeah. And um, the BBC knew, everyone knew. And we all cover it up because we don't want to believe it or we don't think it's that big of a deal. Or And it's everyone. And then all these kids, are. it's just this cycle and no one wants to stop it because everyone's getting abused yeah you know the moral you know instagram don't, don't take away our likes don't that's what happened you <laughs> added to say you added stand to the dictionary stand is added to the dictionary the per, you know produ- the disney channel <laughs> no i they're all right. i mean that guy who was producing the disney channel shows brothers cousins uncles with the I, feet did you ever see that what? Do you know what i'm talking about the Nick shows. The yeah, there's a guy who was making all the Nickelodeon shows that like is a huge foot fetish guy, and like you, they have these like stop. Do you know what I'm talking about, Shelby? Dan Henderson, something, something. like that, and he they basically did like flash cuts of like all his shows, like how much foot stuff is just in these like <laughs> Nick teen shows. And it's like, it is funny if, if you watch it all in a row, you're like, this guy was a monster. He, like, yeah. He likes a young arch. Yeah. He was. And we don't listen. So when women come forward, you know, Eliza Dushku, she got mm. fired. She was like, Hey, this dude got fired. It's like, we've created a culture if where if you come forward, no one will believe you and your life will actually be ruined. So then you have all these kids where it's, um, you know, I'm in the explore page a lot and there's always a lot of these quotes where it's weird growing up when people are like, oh, put, put clothes on. We have uncles coming or like your uncle's uh, coming. And it's like, yeah. if your kid, if your daughter has to put on more clothes at age 11 because you're. A brother is a pedophile. Your brother shouldn't come over. Yeah, they, <laughs> but we, you know, even on Vanderpump Rules, yeah, Ariana's brother at that wedding in that video was weird to Stassi, like fucking grabby, and was weird. And immediately, it's like, nah, uh, how dare you? He would never. That's a huge accusation. It's like, yeah, and we saw it. And your brother's weird. So everyone's protecting TV. their family. They're protecting their friends. They're protecting their money, the businesses, and all so the most standing, powerful. They're standing. They're standing. Their friends and family. Yeah, and no matter what. Yeah, they don't yeah, believe it. Uncle so and so is weird, but he's my uncle. How many I times do you it. hear about moms picking stepdads over their kids? It's uh, it's a it's true a, epidemic, and we sickness. don't talk about it, and we don't, and we brush it under the table. And I've really realized it's ev- everyone. You think being in LA, you you see it more? Is there something to? Like no, probably out? DC. No, um, <laughs> I think it's ever even like. Now the amount of human trafficking signs all over airports, yeah, like the, it's, yeah. uh, or that Madison something or Madeline. There's a new doc about a kid getting taken from a resort and Netflix okay. doc series. But yeah, the kid was taken. It's probably sex slavery. Like I, I think yeah. we're underestimating the amount of children that are kidnapped to put into human trafficking to fuck rich people that are in charge of our government. Yeah, uh, it's good to have Lisa on every time. Yeah. I always cheese. there's always a 10 minutes when I get <laughs> well I agree with you I aggressive. just you know where do we where do we <laughs> the crowd is engaged I I you know where do you go from here you know like what do you do topple the patron I mean get rid of money I don't know get rid of money no more likes 
Once the likes are gone, then we're okay. No, it's fucked. And this is what they do to the porn stars. You know, they won't give them check marks. They won't let them sell well, stuff. And it's like they they keep deleting their accounts to make it millions light, of followers. To lighten this this topic a little bit. Yeah. You have become I want to talk about this for just a second. <laughs> a hero to the porn community. I don't know about a hero, but But I think are you they like, like in now? No. So if you don't know, all of you guys should go watch Lisa's special, The Degenerates. It's on uh, Netflix's uh, Degenerates series, whatever. Yeah, I'm the fourth episode. She's the fourth episode. It's a funny, awesome stand-up set. And but you have this like plea to help the porn Just industry. Pay, yeah. Pay for so your I, porn. A lot of them shared it. And when I went to the AVNs, like a couple of the girls I'm big fans of missed me and they like tweeted like oh i can't believe you were there we should yeah. even my number one nikki hearts uh messaged me she's like oh i wish i did the carpet knowing you were there like it was Are, cool do you but do you I'm you not, feel proud i feel proud i feel because like there's the more work was, to do was taken of course there's always more work to yeah. do but it, the message got out i think that's pretty cool yeah. because you know i've watched you talk about paying for porn and a few people have come up to me and was like you know i did buy my girl an amazon wish list or i subscribed to her website Great. you know but I, I've watched you do the bit and it was funny because like I'll watch the bit and you're in a comedy show. You're like, did it get laughs or not? You know, like and, and it does. Yeah. But then you see the way they responded to it on Twitter. You're like, oh, you've you're like the Pied Piper for <laughs> these porn stars. Yeah. I which am, is pretty cool. Yeah. It pisses me off. They're not treated like any other industry where people. I mean, if people weren't consuming it, that'd be one thing. It just no, fucks me up that our culture sexualizes these chicks and they're like, yeah, I'm going to fuck for money. And then it's like, boo, you yeah. whore. <laughs> it's the, like, and I want money. And they're like, whoa, I, you know, how could you want money from this? And it's like, you got something out of it. You just, you know, splooged your pants. And I, that's the, I hate in the audience when I talk about paying for porn. They're like, but you could get it for free. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah, I know that. You can walk into a 7-Eleven and just take the, you know, take whatever you want. No, I, I you know, Riley Reed, a very popular porn star, she has over a billion streams. A billion. So she, she should, should be, be as a, rich as Rihanna. She should be, yeah. She should have a lot of money. She should at least be able to have people use her. Like, she should be selling the tummy tees. But we think yeah. porn stars suck or, like, are gross vil villains of society. We don't give them the credit. And then they social media, Insta and Twitter, they do not care about these girls. They will cancel their account, lose millions of followers, and they have to start over constantly. That stinks. Because they keep changing the rules and people keep complaining about them. And, and it only takes like, you know, seven, you know, Christians, yeah. you know, seven people from, you know, Utah being like, get them out of here. And then they look at it and they take it seriously and they go, well, we have to get them out. This is our, based on our rules. And the rules keep changing. As but they said. follow the rules. It's, it is yeah. uh, really annoying that someone with over a million followers won't get a blue check mark or be able to have any sponsored content besides like dick pills. It's interesting. It's uh, it's weird how disrespectful we are towards uh, sluts. <laughs> Can you say <laughs> that's right. Well, all of you. Go follow Lisa. She's fantastic. Is this it? We're not even That's doing it. one more email. It's just news and we're done? We're done. This is how it ends. Wow. Thank Podcast you. successfully recorded. Wait, can I tell? Shut up. Wait. I have these noises. Um, <laughs> noises. Can I tell people where I'm going to be? When is this yes, airing? This airs not uh, Tuesday, a week from today. So I'll be in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge, May go, 17th and 18th. Go to Chicago. And I'll be in Detroit May 19th. Okay. Um, at the 313 Comedy. Get involved. One nighter. And then I'll be in Vermont in June. I'm going to be in Vermont this week, this Wednesday. So 
come see me this Wednesday and then go see Lisa in June. I'm going to be in Nashville and I'm also going to be in Seattle. So come on up. And the biggest news is I'm going to be in Edinburgh. If we have any international listeners. We have a lot of people. So Hello. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate that. (laughs) Who was that? Who was that? Oprah talking to the iconic Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So you're going to be in Edinburgh for a month. For a month. So go check out Lisa in Edinburgh. One month. Every day at 1035 at the Underbelly in the Buttercup room. There you go. So all of you go follow. Go support at Glitter Cheese. The poster's coming soon. You guys will be amazed. Good poster. I'm going to show it to you right when we cut off this camera. Can't wait. I love all you nut feathers. The Feather Nation. Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep spreading the word. We'll be back next episode. Boom.